Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey everybody, I'm Robert. And we're the Film Flamers, slouching towards Bethlehem, I mean, Christmas. <laughs> and the end of this year. So obviously we are shooting the flames, December edition. Yeah, Christmas is right around the corner. That's right. And then New Year's and then we're done. That's right. And then we have another year to look forward to the next holiday season. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The one thing I'm always looking forward to around this time of year is rewatching all of my favorite holiday horror movies. That and, of course, the Mad Dash to complete our 2023, or every year for me, it's December and Jan, Mm -hmm. trying to fit in all the movies that I missed along the way so that we can give you our best reviews. That's right. And I have missed quite a bit this year, I am sad to say. And so you know what? People, tell us what your favorite horror movies this year that you know that we might not have watched. Oh, that's right. Please, God, like guide us. Be our Sherpas. Because (laughs) I don't know what happened this year. Like, I was looking at Letterboxd the other day, and I have only watched, like, 93 movies this year. Well, and I think there's, like, 20 maybe on my list, 24 or something like that. To watch? Uh, that I – just on my list of have-watched horror that's come out this year, mm-hmm. right? And usually we're up in the 30s, 40s, 50s yeah. sometimes, right? And um, I just haven't done as much. So I'm going to probably watch about 10, 15 movies that I've missed. Um, I might – Watch Skin of Marink. We'll see. <laughs> oh my God, you have to. Just to cross it off my list. Yeah. Um, you know, eventually I will. Like, I just watched Humans from like two years ago or whatever. I saw your review on Letterboxd. That's great. I'm glad you liked it. Life affirming. Anyway, I guess we should, you know, get started. We do have a lot of comments and questions and emails and voicemails to get to. So let's get started with that from our Shooting the Flames episode last month in November. Penelope over on Patreon said, as far as werewolves go, I thought you really also enjoyed Werewolf by Night. That's right. We completely forgot to mention that. And it was like my number one horror movie last year or something. Same. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We had this whole diatribe about how we don't like werewolf movies, like except for this one and that one. But we did not say Werewolf by Night, which is a werewolf in it at the end of that, you know, and it's in the title. Other than that, it's not really a werewolf. That's probably why we didn't think of it. No, it's just a really enjoyable, well made fucking movie. Have you watched the color version yet? No, and why? I don't want to. It was like a re-release, and I'm sure Michael Giacchino didn't want that to happen. No. It needs to be black and white. Yeah. 100%. Uh, Bennett over on Patreon said, Eager to hear you finally cover Congo someday. Don't know about you guys, but this was the first movie I remember watching as a kid and consciously thinking, this is bad. (laughs) 100%, Bennett. Oh, come on. It's so bad, it's good. And, you know... I love Tim Curry saying Zinge. <laughs> right after we recorded talking about Congo, I was at work and someone didn't understand what I was saying. So I shook my hand in such a way and said, Amy, <laughs> I was just like, no one gets that. Bad gorilla. Bad gorilla. <laughs> we are definitely doing Congo someday, Bennett. Just stay tuned. At some point. Fucking laser beams, Tim Curry and evil gorillas. Count yes. me in. I mean, my God, how can you go wrong? Right. Crichton. <laughs> Glazed Donut said, I second covering a long kiss goodnight. It's going to happen. Maybe a Christmas present for the Patreon members. I want to hear you talk about Mr. Wally, bodies decorated with Christmas lights, and the insane chemistry between Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson. All of those things. Yes, ma'am. We're mm. going to do that for sure. I love that movie. I have to Maybe watch that'll right be now. on our Christmas poll for Patreon oh. this month. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned, Glazed Donut. If it is, vote for it. I feel like at this point, overwhelmingly, it would win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
From our deep dive into The Wizard of Oz, Sean over on Patreon said, I'm listening to this now and I can't wait to see who think the hottest guy is. My one is on Ray Bolger. Well, no. it wasn't. It wasn't. Close. Mm. I forgot the actress name now. <laughs> I can only remember Ray Bolger. He wasn't our choice, but I mean, like, I can't say bulge and not like yeah. feel happy about it so mm-hmm. Nikki over on Patreon said it would be interesting for you to discuss the impacts of music or score on the movie watching experience I don't think that most people realize how much they are swayed by a passive element considering dialogue and visuals being more active elements you know and we have a top 10 uh, scores which I almost want to redo or re-listen to and maybe do a part two of I would love to. there's so many great scores out there because I love them you know and I I completely kind of flipped out when I saw this comment and I replied to it because She's completely right. And I really wanted to mention, we played a lot of the score, you know, and we mentioned the lyrics and mm-hmm. we mentioned um, a lot of that other stuff. But um, in some parts of the score that we noticed as adults that we didn't before, like um, Night on Ball Mountain was used. But yep. this score is so produced like that, you know, you, normally there's moments and motifs and like uh, minutes and maybe seconds that are scored but this score almost consistently the entire way through is like down to the microsecond is scored and it's there with you the entire way, just manipulating the shit out of your emotions. And so Nikki, great call out because I forgot to mention that uh, or it got edited out somehow. And I feel like for a podcast where we always mention the score, right. And most of our deep dives, if not all of them, oh, and we mentioned the shit out of the score, yeah, but we just didn't mention that specifically. And that's, that's an interesting thing to talk about. So, yeah, because yeah, I oftentimes find myself like I cry at lots and lots of movies, you know, and ultimately it probably is because of the score. Like I am manipulated enough to like it really tugs at my emotions and it does its job. Mm-hmm. Right. So for a very passive element that um, I almost don't recognize sometimes, I'm glad that I have someone on the podcast, you, my co-host. Who does? And I feel like, now I'm not super well-versed with other podcasts, but I feel like we must be one of the only ones, if not the only one, that actually plays the music and talks about the scores consistently in deep dives. At least the ones Almost every deep dive that we do. Yeah. I mean, we're, we make sure to mention like the composer and play some music. Like it's always there in the editing. Like you get a little snippet of what Nikki is talking about for sure, especially during our like synopses. Yeah. Glaze Donut over on Patreon said, I had a double feature night with my kid and rewatched it along with The Wiz, which was, hands down, my gateway horror between the two. I'm an adult, and The Wiz's subway scene was still terrifying. That being said, I can definitely see The Wizard of Oz as gateway horror for kids. I have no idea if, I'll re- if I will watch it again, but I can agree it is truly a classic and should be a must-watch for families. I need to rewatch The Wiz. Like, I've never fully. seen it. Really? It's really, really good. Hmm. I love the music. It's like a very singable musical. So, okay. perfect. The Jamie Grayson over on Instagram said, Not <laughs> the greatest adventure. I, I guess that's what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> it was a comment on your uh, your singing of that song, which you've done many times. By episodes. Glenn Yarbrough. Yeah. <laughs> How do I remember that fucking name? God. <laughs> the greatest adventure. There you go. Yeah. 
uh, from our deep dive into Return to Oz, WTF82 over on Instagram said, enjoyed it this morning. I am curious on your opinions and view of Oz the Great and Powerful. It's a, It has some interesting ideas. Um, it's definitely a departure from Bomb, in my opinion. I've never seen it. For sure. And it's hard watching. What's his face? Franco. The yeah. Franco. Yeah. The Grapist. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it's got some cool, you know, gay shit in there, but, um, and I love the little doll, the porcelain doll in it. Some good and bad, right? But it's just like really ultimately pretty freaking forgettable. It's Sam Raimi, right? Yeah. Sadly. Sad. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I mean, when they were, when it was released and I was like, oh, Sam Raimi, I was into it. And then I never watched it because it got terrible, terrible reviews. Yeah. So. I don't think it deserved the terrible reviews, but it's not good. All right. Well, WTF82, what did you think about Oz the Great and Powerful? Mm -hmm. Tell us, please. Kitty Kelly over on Patreon said, every time I watch this film, I think of the craft and the final scene. I'm flying. I'm flying. I can fly. Of course, because Frizza Balk, who played that character in the craft, plays Dorothy in Return to Oz. Mm -hmm. Have you listened to our episode on the craft, Kitty Kelly? Mm -hmm. Go listen to it. Rosie Red Leader over on Patreon said, We had this film recorded off TV onto VHS and I loved it, but was also creeped out by it. I definitely did not fully understand all the screaming Dorothy heard in the asylum. Do now. And those wheelers. Thank you for the great exploration of this film and The Wizard of Oz. Well, you're welcome. You are welcome. I was I definitely. I we did a particularly, I don't know how entertaining the episodes are, but I feel like we did a good job covering. I liked them both. I mean, I listened back to Return to Oz and I really enjoyed that conversation too. Like, I feel like we did uh, the Gateway Horror justice. Specifically these. for those stories, yeah. Yeah. Not like the technical backstory, but we brought something maybe newer to the table as far as like the legacy of horror. I hope so. That it has versus like the technical making of. So mm-hmm. for our bonus episode into 13 Ghosts from 1960, Anthony over on Patreon said, Oh my God, now I must write and direct the bird sequel called Ka-X or Cox. <laughs> Of course, this is in reference to your socks. Saw X. Yeah, it's yeah. socks. Cox. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. I Do will it. pay good money to see that movie. Yes. From our episode on Alien Covenant, uh, Zoida on Spotify said, I really, really loved this podcast. Thank you. Loved in the past tense? Uh, I, well, I, I think when some people call episodes podcasts. To me, the podcast is the um, is the whole is the show, right? Like the the collection of episodes. You know what I mean? Okay. We are the podcast, but this is an episode. You know what I mean? Well, I'm glad you loved it, and Thank I hope you. you still love us presently. Mm. Bonus, bonus. Hear all about it. Brightest fl- <laughs> flame watch from <laughs> best horror director. This is a deep cut for real. This is the, probably one of the first bonus episodes we ever did. Yeah, we have not. Oh my God, I haven't even thought about us doing Brightest Flame Awards. We dropped the Brightest Flame Awards, yeah. And so Glazed Donut went back and listened to it. And this is not even on the main feed. Like, this is old Patreon. And so Glazed Donut said, quote, I agree, Hitchcock is the overall granddaddy of horror now and deserved the Brightest Flame Award. If this was an annual, I assume George, or, you know, Jorge, uh, would be next year's recipient. Has this opinion changed at all for either of you? Inquiring minds want to know. Well, just one inquiring mind, but 
I've been accused of being two-faced, so it still counts. Um, <laughs> it probably still has to be Hitchcock. Yeah, I, I, I ultimately George Romero, I think, was a healthy conversation there, but yeah, and I think like Romero is a lot of my bias, like added into it. But if we're looking at things like overall, like Hitchcock for sure. What's funny is if you had like made a comment and and like fooled us and just said. Oh, uh, George Romero was your choice. Love it. You know, we, we probably would be fooled and we wouldn't, we wouldn't be disappointed. No, it's fine. I, I still like the, I still <laughs> love that you're still going back and listening to old episodes. I love it. And I love the comments on these. Yeah. And maybe we should pick up the, the, the flamies, the, <laughs> the, the brightest flame flames. Award. We have not done that in a long time. That was a good bonus. We did segment. horror actress and we horror actor. Uh huh. Director. Director, and I think it was after actor was just kind of contentious, weirdly for us. Uh, yeah, I don't we understand. I was so I remember that recording. Now that we're talking about this, because yeah. I was just like, I even forgot who I fucking chose though. <laughs> I chose Christopher Lee. I don't remember who you chose either. Who the fuck did I choose? I don't know, but I guess that just uh, just about solves it for us, doesn't it? I think it was Bruce Campbell, which I love anyway. I know, but like looking back on it in hindsight, like. How does Bruce Campbell compare to Chris Frilly? And yet I was probably prepared to like fight you. I know. Death. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, why are you? Yeah, anyway. <laughs> All right. Glazed Donut. We appreciate oh, the comments and listening to things, but you're traumatizing our past. <laughs> <laughs> We've moved on. <laughs> Maybe we'll bring that back up again. Okay. I have been touring with like trying to like have some more bonus content over on Patreon. And that seems like something that we could easily do. We also used to do something called like anatomy of a scene. Yes. Right. Which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, That's where we brought up that. like dark crystal before, I think. Like, exactly. Kind of and like an episode from the birds. Right. Yeah. You know, previous to do hot takes way more often. <laughs> That's right. You know? So like guys head over to Patreon. There's lots of content for y'all over there and we could be adding some more. Yeah. Well, we've got some comments and questions. Okay. Nikki uh, sent us a message and said, often I watch something and I want to get input from you and your fans about it. Do any of the platforms you're on allow for that kind of dialogue? I know y'all are too busy to weigh in on everything your fans watch, so not expecting that from the two of you, but I feel like your patrons or maybe your broader community might actually enjoy hearing what others are watching. I should also check Letterboxd more often to see if you had reviewed stuff. Oh, well, just thought... Uh, just a thought and likely not pod worthy. I think this is perfectly pod worthy and it's good for a discussion for sure. And I'd love others to weigh in here. Um, I mean, originally that was supposed to be Twitter, right? That was supposed yeah. to be a conversation and that kind of died out. And then uh, Letterboxd is really kind of one-sided, yeah. right? And then I was going to say the community, because I did respond and I said, maybe the community board on Patreon, that seems like a great place to do it. Uh, people already have the ability to post freely there. Uh, at least patrons do. And then we could also make maybe an official post once a month or so on Patreon itself asking what everyone's been watching. Since people can reply to each other's posts, it might make most sense to do it that way. And so I asked what she thought. She said that she thought it would be a great idea. The problem is I just got an email from Patreon. And they said they are killing the community page. And what they are doing instead is they are bringing in Patreon chat to the app. And soon uh, it will be on web, but they have not launched it yet. So right now, if you try and go to the community tab or community page on Patreon, it just shows you a QR code to open the app. So we haven't checked that out yet, but if you guys want to start like chatting um, on the Patreon app, please feel free. Or maybe for patrons, we could start a Discord. 
it's possible. I, you know, that's a, it's a, a big thing. I don't, I don't know if our, do we have the, I feel like discord is for like nerds, you know, like we're nerds. Yeah, I guess so. I have just like younger nerds. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like it's a good way to like have a group chat, you know, and you could pick and choose who's available to it. I, I mean, guess. like it's a possibility. Let us know if you want to just open your Patreon app and just like start chatting away with us. Or if you'd rather just have discord, let us know. I mean, it's it kind of makes me excited that like the people who listen to our podcast and especially our patrons who are kind of our heaviest commenters anyway are interested in like having a discussion amongst themselves. You know what I mean? And also we just ask for people to like tell us the things to watch at the year end. It's a perfect opportunity to do that. Yeah. You know, although like I think we can all agree that group chat sometimes get a lot. Yeah, and sometimes I think we've had a patron leave because someone was a little snarky in a response and people can get sensitive for some yeah. reason, you know? It's- I mean, I feel like we could all behave, right? So if if this is something that you, Nikki, or other people would like, um, I and Chris can look into different ways to do so. Yeah. So, good. Bennett over on Patreon sent us a DM and he said, Hey, tired Queens, I've been listening to the show now and then, but may not be as engaged as usual. While I've been working and rehearsing for theater as usual, I've been pretty glued to news coverage out of the Middle East with regards to the Israel and Gaza. I won't state any positions since you're not a politics podcast or a world affairs podcast, but since you are a horror podcast, I will say the whole conflict is stirring a lot of horror and dread in me. Of course, whenever I need a much needed break from all that, I will tune into your show and hear your insightful takes on the works of fiction or just to hear Robert's famous laugh to brighten my day. Keep it up. Well, thank you. I'm glad that my laugh can at least make you forget some of the things that are going on in the world that I think we're all sort of like inundated with. Yeah. And I don't know that I have any positions about any of that. I'm just like listening to all of it and feeling a sense of dread Mm. for the world as a whole. I, I just don't have that. I'm Mm. far too cynical. Yeah. No dread for you. No, for different reasons. But if you really have the, the, you know, thousand or million foot view it's really just you know jews versus christians versus muslims round five thousand you know for sure so it's like unless a whole generation is born of atheists and we're not going to be past any of this and there's going to be conflicts like this just as there were five thousand years ago or whatever and maybe not that long ago 500 years ago and 500 years in the future you know what i mean so it's just like this is the latest yeah for us yay Yay for the future. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no insults to people that are religious. Just, you know, this is what it happens to be the culmination of friction of religions in the world. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Sorry>. Hell mouth. <laughs> Why did I just say amen when we're talking about <laughs> This would never have happened if you're all Zoroastrian. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just make up a fake religion. <laughs> and that was Freddie Mercury's religion. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to make a cult. I swear to God. <clears throat> you are in one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the cult. <laughs> Kimberly over on Patreon sent us a DM and said, sending a message because my phone keeps breaking up with a terrible Wi-Fi in my apartment. For those not feeling brave enough to leave voicemails, just do it. Thank you. I'm at the point in my life where I have shit to say. And if someone doesn't want to hear it, well, I don't give a fuck. 
Apologies to Chris again. I'm sure there are lovely parts of Texas, but in general, I'm just not fond of large, loud, hot places where there are more firearms than the military in a small to moderate-sized country. But I do adore Boston. I have lots of family there. See, I never see guns here in Texas. I see, like, a lot of, like, politics for guns, but I don't see guns. I don't either, really. So... I feel like it's more publicized than anything else. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's the idea of Texas that you don't like. Um, I have a job, and I start December 4th. (gasps) Yay! Yeah, and my divorce is finalized, so I'll have some settlement money to pay off the credit cards. Oh my god! Good, Kimberly. I'd like to say I'll never run them up again, but I won't dilute myself. I mean... Could you imagine if you got settlement money? I know. My divorce is going to be very quiet and with no money involved except money that I'm paying to get it. (laughs) But I'm glad one of us is getting some sort of settlement money. And I'm glad you have a job. Halloween Views, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, The Boogeyman, Nun 2, Insidious Red Door, and Talk to Me. Wow, these are all 2023 horror movies. That's right. I really like Five Nights at Freddy's, haven't seen it yet, and the concept behind it. I won't reveal spoilers, but the reveal of the villain at the end made me feel positively ancient. Amen. It's also streaming on Peacock, so it was great for the tween because he could take breaks when it got too little freaky. Talk to Me was really good, but for some reason it was missing a little something that would have made it perfect. I think I agree with that. I really liked Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, but for reasons I will go into in a minute, Boogeyman was decent. Yeah, it was all right. Um, I gave it like two and a half. I, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, really people watch that? Okay. Insidious and None 2 were big letdowns. I saw the None 2. And Insidious Red Door I saw early. Um, I've also been watching Chucky. It's getting too ridiculous, if that's even possible. Yeah, I've seen seen clips. Back to Five Nights at Freddy's and the 12-year-old. I'm about to get deep, so buckle up. He's a budding horror movie fan, but we're taking baby steps. He's been through a major trauma, and I think he's getting to the point where he can use horror movies to process those feelings in a safe way. I went through the same process. I had a very rough childhood, and my anxiety made horror movies too frightening as a child. However, as I grew to my teens, I started watching them and more, and slowly they become a safe outlet for me to be scared in a fun way and process negative emotions. I think it's the same reason people like shows like SVU and Trime Crime Podcasts. It's not a secret that many, if not most, horror fans are analogies for real-life trauma, grief, and fear. One example that's to my mind is Pet Cemetery. If you don't process your grief after a major loss, it can destroy your life and have negative repercussions for subsequent generations. One that's more on the nose for me in that way would be uh, Babadook, right? Oh, really? Uh, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines delves into PTSD and fallout from the Vietnam War. All right, I'm even less likely to watch it now. P.S. Someone was talking about female werewolves. There's a show streaming with Josh Gad where he's a character that falls in love with a werewolf, but I can't remember the name. Oh my God, yeah, I saw that. It was recommended to me on whatever platform it's on. But I cannot remember the name of it either. Mm-hmm. I think it has werewolf in the fucking title of it. Too, I heard there was a, a werewolf show that was actually pretty good. But it's not the one that Sir Michelle Gellar's in, right? No. That's Teen Wolf. Yeah. No, it's, it's not. It's a Teen that. Wolf spinoff, right? Yeah, it was like the it was like the movie of the MTV TV show of Teen Wolf. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. From like last year, the year before that. So you have been watching lots of 2023 horror. Pet Cemetery Bloodlines was very popular on its streaming platform. At least like every single news article that I saw said so. I have not watched it yet, but it's kind of high on my list to watch because I've seen everything else in that franchise. Yeah. But um, yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's. I watched it. It was it was okay. 
It made a gobbledy gillion dollars of the movies, though. Mm, all the little Gen Zers. <clears throat> they all went to go see it at the theater, almost ensuring a franchise. Yeah. So, and I kind of had to watch that movie because we have talked about it like ever since like shooting the flames was a thing. Anytime there was a news article about it, we talked about Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. So, why couldn't they make a legit like Slender Man movie? Yeah. They made a really good documentary about that girl that killed another girl. Yeah, but that's scary. That was stupid. It's like a Tide Pod challenge or something. I need to. I have not seen the Nun two because I haven't seen the Nun one. Well, you need to because there are some really cool moments in both. Yeah, I know. I need to watch that. They're both on Max. Um, but congratulations on all the things, and uh, continue turning that tween into a horror fan. And if you have more gateway horror for us, let us know because we're going to continue yeah. that. Kitty Kelly over on Patreon sent us a DM and she said, Dear Chris and Robert, I would like to say first that you guys are literally the only podcast I listen to. And not just because of what a huge horror dork I am, but because of the dynamic between you two is, oh my God, enigmatic mm. is enigmatic. And I actually consider you among my circle of friends. Oh, there is not one episode that I haven't laughed out loud to. And also learned some kind of new factoid about films. I love now when I want to cheese someone off, all I do is say, yeah, yeah, yeah. From your exorcist sequel episode, or they're all going to laugh at you from Carrie. I have to keep this short, but promise to be back and hope that the film flamers continue until some can fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Kitty Kelly. Well, thank you, Kitty Kelly. And there's more from her coming up. Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Steve Taylor says, hey, guys, my name is Stevie and I'm from the west coast of Scotland. Wait, that's the wrong accent for that. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I want to let you know that I very much enjoy your podcast. I have been trying to lose weight. By controlling my eating and walking a minimum of one hour a day. During those walks, I've been listening to your podcast, starting with the Alien episode and then on to all the other Alien movies you've covered just before picking out movies I've seen that, you, that you've covered. I have laughed out loud several times in the public now, getting strange looks from elderly people in the park. <laughs> Most recently, at both your synopsises of The Wizard of Oz. I've lost a little over four kilograms in four weeks now just by moving more and listening to your podcast. You generally keep me company on my walks, and I want to say thank you so much. I got to ask, as someone from Scotland, when, not if, are you going to cover The Wicker Man? Amazing movie, and in my opinion, unintentionally campy. I got to recommend the Spanish movie Wreck as well, if you haven't seen that. It's genuinely scary in parts and is definitely one of the better found footage movies. Thank you. Both of those things are very true, right? And so we definitely are going to cover Wicker Man. In fact, I recently watched it for the first time. I know, and I was so happy that you did. And it's like starts off a little slow and then just gets better and better and better and better. It's a musical. It's fucking amazing. I love that movie. And it's full horror. Um, And then Wreck. Uh, you know, we could, we should do a double, you know, when we go off of, um, J horror mm-hmm. and some of the others, uh, K horror and other things, like maybe we can like transition into, you know, back around and do wreck and quarantine or something like that. And we can do like both. I would love that. Cause versions. I think wreck is a really good movie. It and is. like, I really enjoyed quarantine. I thought it was great. Yeah. A great American remake. In fact, we could do like a top 10 found footage at this point. I think, you know, I think uh, it's seriously a topic that we have missed mm-hmm. in our top 10 episodes. And also congratulations on your weight loss journey. Keep up the work. We have lots of episodes. So that's lots of walks. That's right. That's right. I need to probably do the same. 
Call me Lestat <clears throat> sent us an email and said, gentlemen, both of you know the difference between a graveyard and a cemetery, but you don't know that you know. Wait, but you both, but you don't know that you know it. The death of, the death of specific, oh my God. The death of specific, oh my God. The death of specific, but oh my God, can I say it? City? Yes, thank you. The death of specific, specificity. You say it again. Specificity? Okay. Specificity. Specificity. No. <laughs> you did it. You did it. Is that it? Yeah. The death is. Sp- <laughs> The death of <laughs> specificity is la- lang is in a word disappointing. The death of specificity. <laughs> All right, let's move on. No, I can't. <laughs> you say it. Specificity. The death of. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing at myself. <laughs> you got it. You got it. The death. Of- the death of specificity. <laughs> um, the death of specificity. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. Specificity. Spe- specificity. <laughs> In Lang is a word disappointing. <clears throat> Also, how the ghost stole Christmas. I appreciate the inclusion. Honorable mention, obviously not in the top 13. Also, forgive me, I may have accidentally consumed an unreasonable amount of a chin. <laughs> I may have too. I try not to go back through emails, but I would like to say that I definitely have had too much chin. All right. And this is from uh, X-Files, top 13 X-Files. Okay. That's what he's saying, right? Yes. Also, I really appreciate that there's a story in there. I felt heard and not at all lost. My Claudia was shattering loss. My Claudia was a shattering loss. She would have liked you both. I'm sure you both have seen the following. Resolution and The Endless. If not, you should. I've not seen Resolution, but I have seen The Endless. I've seen The Endless. I liked The Endless. I haven't seen Resolution. That's right. To the point of wish casting. I have lately been trying to decide between the two of you who would make a better Vince, who would make a better Vincent Price. Wait, like between me and okay, so he's asking us who would be a better Vincent Price for for what? I know. Or is he saying that me or you would be? Oh, anyway, let's move on. Jen, <laughs> thanks, Jen. <laughs> thanks, Jen. <laughs> Please, please share with Kimberly. It is my firm conviction that you will find what find that you will find gainful employment, and that and in that job, whatever it is, even if temporary, you will excel. She found a job. Ridley Scott drinks the Ridley Scott drinks the exact right amount. Dream release. Dream sweetly. L. Why can I read? This is the hardest thing for me to read ever in my life. <laughs> Specificity, indubitably. Specificity. These are perfect. Oh my fucking god! Let's <laughs> that. <laughs> I haven't had any gin. I've had like some seltzers and a beer, but that was the hardest thing for me to read ever. My goodness. All right. Well, let's have some other people read for us, shall we? Hey, Lestat, you're supposed to send us a voicemail. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Follow Do up. Do it. 
<laughs> yeah, speaking of voicemails, uh, let's let some other people talk for, <laughs> for a minute. Thank you. Here's one from Scrotus. Hey, Chris and Robert. Hey, this is uh, Scrotus. I hadn't talked to you guys in a while. Wanted to let you know I'm still alive, but uh, I really hadn't had much input on what you guys are saying except just agreeing with you. I mean, I really think that as far as the Freddy series goes, uh, Dream Warriors is the tops. I, I'm, I don't know if I even went to the theater to see any of the other ones, but I do remember that experience as a kid going to see Dream Warriors and really, really digging it. And like, I think it was mentioned before that the backstories on the actual kids would have been really cool. I think getting a little bit more in depth on them, uh, because they really were, uh, something to root for. I, I, it was a different perspective. The whole, you know, being able to jump into a personality that reflects something about them, I thought was super cool with that whole movie. And it really, it touches with that age group as well. So being a teenager at that time, it really hit home. Um, I only had one other comment and that is, I hope you haven't watched The Mist yet, and if you did, make sure you do watch the black and white, because I've rewatched The Mist recently in black and white. I bought the DVD specifically for that, and the director even said that, hey, he wanted to uh, put it out there as black and white initially, but the studio said, hell no. Um, so on my DVD, he actually comes out of the beginning and says, hey, this was my original vision. And it plays a lot better, and it's a little bit, it's a lot more forgiving with the CGI, which makes the movie a lot more palatable, especially in 2023. Uh, great movie, great monster movie, if that's what you're looking for. I still, I can't uh, recommend it enough. It's a really cool movie. And I still haven't heard you guys talk about it, but you got to get out there and watch Wild Zero. It is a badass movie. You'll love it. Very queer-friendly, very trans-friendly, uh, way ahead of its time, a Japanese zombie horror silly comedy. Loved it. Anyway, I'll talk to you guys later. Can't wait to hear the next episode. Thanks, Grotus. Uh, we have seen The Mist many, many times. We're big many, fans many. of uh, Frank Darabont. And I also bought the, the Blu-ray so that I could watch it in black and white, but never have. So when we do do the deep dive, which we are planning to do and have been threatening to do low these many years we will definitely be watching the black and white version so yes uh, as far as wild zero i have it on my watch list from the last time you mentioned it but i have not seen it yet i am super excited to watch the mist in black and white like i i kind of want to put it on the docket just to do that and also because we talk about it so much and i feel like i would have lots of things to say about that movie so it's probably coming fairly soonish yep yeah, we're going to add that to the list. It's got one of my favorite sure. lines from any movie ever, too, in it. What, the squat down thing? I wanted a friend like you. I'd squat down and shit one out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't count the number of times you said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to hear from you, Scrotus. Send us more voicemails. And I think we have one from Kitty Kelly. We do. Well, hi, Chris, and hi, Robert. This is Kitty Kelly, one of your new Patreon members, longtime listener. Um, I am calling to comment on your Gateway Core poll for Labyrinth. My vote, definitely going towards Labyrinth. Labyrinth is one of my favorite movies of all time, at least in the horror slash fantasy gateway genre. 
and I know that only you two can do it justice. Um, I think that your podcast, which, by the way, is the only podcast I only I actually listen to, is so freaking funny. Every time I listen to one of your episodes, which I've done many times on repeat, I almost piss my pants because it is so freaking funny. You remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe with the power. And I'm not talking about Shirley Temple. Let's see if you get those references. I even wrote that on the Patreon website. Please do Labyrinth. I love Jennifer Connelly. I'm in love with David Bowie. And look at that cod piece. I mean, come on. Tell me what is more horrible or horrifying than that. Please. For Kitty Kelly, do Labyrinth. Thanks, you guys. And by the way, I am right down the road in College Station, and I can find you anytime. If that's horrific, so be it. Bye. Oh, my God. My parents just moved from there. I used to live in College Station. Three hours south. My God, that is terrifying. I'm sorry that you live there. I mean, I'm happy for you. Also, <laughs> speaking of the horrifying Brazos Valley, um, we have done Labyrinth. We did at the end of last month, uh, right before this episode dropped, maybe even at the same time. Roughly. Roughly. Um, Labyrinth, our, our shallow dive, very shallow dive, will come out. Obviously, we need. I think what you're really wanting is a deep dive into Labyrinth, which is still coming, right? Yeah. We plan to do that. But maybe, mayhaps, this will, our little 20-minute Patreon bonus episode from the poll labyrinth will whet your appetite will whet your appetite and hold you over tide you over yeah so i hope you think we did it justice we talked about you know some things especially about the gateway horror but i think that we were holding a little bit back for a deep dive so definitely stay tuned i also have family in college station my lord you could just easily run into us there at some point we would never know we wouldn't unless you're stalking us you sound a little like sandra bernhardt so we'll be looking for a sandra bernhardt lookalike <laughs> Kitty Kelly, if you're following me sometime in College Station, just gently tap me on the shoulder. Scare the shit out of me because I will be scared. I'll shriek and then laugh. <laughs> Next up, we've got one from looks like uh, someone named Pazuzu. The body in the blood. 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 And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Different phone number because I was going to say that could have been Kitty Kelly. This it sounds like Kimberly. Sure. It almost sounds like Kimberly, but it's like a deeper voice than Kimberly. So I don't know. Maybe it's someone new. Well, now, I'm, now I'm truly frightened. Oh, my God. Did they just release something into your home? <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen that movie either. Are they reading from the Necronomicon? That was in the, that was in the trailer. The new. The new Exorcist movie, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I need to. Speaking of new, we have got some new patrons. One of them has been all over the Shooting the Flames episode, and that's Kitty Kelly. That's right, joining as a fire starter. We've also got Tony Pellinari, starting as a film sparker. Hey, Tony. And we have to shout out our patrons of the film, Flamer Tier or Higher, and at the film Inferno level, we have Colossistat. Kimberly. And Penelope. And at the Film Flamer, a tier or higher, we've got Anthony. Ashley. Ben. Big Dave. Glazed Donut. <laughs> Jessica. Lisa. Nikki. Rosie Red Leader. And William. That's right. But especially. Glazed Donut and Kitty Kelly. For sure. Glazed Donut, 
keep going back to those old episodes. I'm super interested in your thoughts. Also, Tony Polinari, <clears throat> let us know who you are. That's right. Who are you, Tony? <laughs> Have you commented before and we've just forgotten? Hmm. Are we going to hear from you again? Is he going to be angry that I said that and no longer be a film sparker? I don't know. It's possible. It is possible. Let us know. (laughs) (laughs) The mystery is killing us. Horror news. So I totally forgot that there are two alien series coming out. One on Hulu, one on FX. Maybe they're one and the same. I thought there was a movie in a series. There's two series and a movie. I mean, because I thought the series was already filming but apparently it not so timothy oliphant is joining the fx's alien series from noah holly who maybe does the movie's on hulu the movie is going to be theatrical i think that's fidi alvarez and hulu i don't fucking know who knows there's a lot of alien content coming out timothy oliphant though is joining the cast of one of them great and the guy who does the fargo tv series which is actually like like good it's supposed to be really yeah really yeah. good um is like in charge of it so Ooh. and this is the one that's going to be set on earth like before the actual movie like the events of alien right so before like when the company is like starting i think Ugh. so okay. who knows either way i love T- timothy elephant and i know that some of our listeners do too at least one of them thinks that he's very hot mm. so yeah stay tuned for him in that wasn't he in the crazies he was in the crazies no. Wasn't he in Scream 2? He was in Scream 2. He was Wasn't he in The Girl Next Door? <laughs> I'm just listening to his movies. Okay. <laughs> Next up, we've got Melissa Barrera, who has dropped from Screen 7 after social media posts concerning the Israel-Hamas war. That's right. So she was retweeting a lot of things and talking about the atrocities of war and just like making all these comments. And she was fired from Screen 7 before it even got started. Well, Why? I don't know, really. I, I mean, mean, like, I think it's fair to say some atrocities are happening. Well, she was oh, calling, maybe she was attributing them to one side, which she was calling something genocide, and then she called something else a holocaust. And I think that so, like, the the spyglass who was producing those movies came out and said that they they don't appreciate anything that is sort of like anti semitic, and they don't want to downplay anything that's about the holocaust. So she was fired from that movie. Mm-hmm. But along with that, um, Jenna Ortega, who was like the next biggest actress in that new trilogy of screen mm-hmm. movies, quit like right afterward. Unrelated. Yeah. And I think it's really because they were like, hey, let's like this new crop saved by the bell. The next generation isn't really working. And we've decided with with not paying these people, we're actually going to free up our budget for Nev Campbell. So Nev Campbell's coming back. Oh, well. And she finally reviewed Scream 6, too. So she finally watched it. She, like, released all her thoughts about it. They've lost these two actresses. I mean, Jenna Ortega's having a moment. Like, really. And who cares, really? I mean, but honestly, yeah. I'll still see the movie no matter what. I'm sorry about my Wednesday. Yeah. It's Christina Ricci. Forever. Forever. I got really excited about Scream 7, though, because, like, Cody Landon's going to be directing that, and he's a really important horror gay. And I don't know. I'm happy about that. But okay, he's just getting, like, all this shit thrown at him before he even starts making his movie. Fine. Well, well. Uh, so we're having a Cape Fear TV series coming. 
And the people involved in this are pretty like interesting. So Spielberg and Scorsese are both involved in this Cape Fear TV series. And also Nick Acosta, who I forget who that is. It's Sounds familiar. Um, I've never seen Cape Fear. Any of them? Nope. Really? No. Literally no. <gasps> but Jessica Lange's in it. Okay. Okay. We have I've never seen Deer movie. Hunter either. Deer Hunter is also good. Okay. You have to watch a lot of things. <laughs> And so do well, I. That's established. <laughs> but apparently what they're doing with this Cape Fear TV series is like coming at it from this weird true crime angle. Like people who are too obsessed with crime. Yeah. But I mean, one would probably have to like have seen the Cape Fear movies to really care. Yeah, I need to. You still need to see um, Basic Instinct 2. Yes, I do need to watch that. It was better than the reviews made it seem. Next up, director Robert Eggers and Nosferatu sets Christmas 2024 release date. And they have released an entire like series of photos. Photos, yeah. So and they're just like teaser photos though. So you know what? I am looking forward to this and it's coming out in a year. That's right. So I'll be ready for Christmas. Because I I like his movies, damn it. Yeah, I like one of his movies. The Witch? Yeah. I don't know. Nosferatu. It seems good. And the, the photos look really good too. It seems like really good production design and costume. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this. I'll Same. watch this. I think a return to horror would be great for him. Yes, please. Coming soon. First up we have, it's a wonderful knife. Starring Justin Long. Speaking of which, uh, speaking of things that make you feel ancient. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> He does like old in this. Yes, he does. And his, the blue contacts don't help or whatever he's wearing. Yeah, all of it. However, yeah. I'm here for this movie. It's already out. Uh, I don't know if it's already streaming, but it's theoretically already out. A limited release. So It got a very limited theatrical release because I really wanted to see it. I had not seen a trailer until today. And I was trying to stay away from a trailer kind of because I wanted to just like, I like holiday horror. And I like this like title. It seemed like campy. And a lot of people online were talking about how good it was. So I like started, I search Fandango all the time to see if it's playing anywhere near me. And it's just not. Hmm. So I'm just going to have to wait. Apparently it's a Shutter movie. Yeah. So I think by Christmas, maybe, maybe it'll be on Shutter. Hopefully. Maybe wide release. Who knows? I mean, but for our 2023 end of year, hopefully I can see it before then. Okay. Next up, we've got Imaginary, which will be in theaters in March next year. And uh, this is about imaginary friends, right? And that they're actually like demons or fairies or something. And they can be attached. And when you leave them too early, they can get perturbed. Perturbed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know about this. Like, I, I will watch this movie. They come back and make you say specificity. <laughs> specificity. <laughs> Did I do it? Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I found that so fucking hard and funny, but I did. And I might feel like this movie is hard and funny because <clears throat> it seems very middle of the road. It seems very like just, yeah, it's money grab high. Horror. Yeah. Like it just gets into that trap yeah. of being very high concept with the, the thought of quality being kind of an afterthought. 
<laughs> but it looks like it could be good. It, it could be. It looks like what I'm kind of I'm like you. I'm yeah, this looks a little B movie. This looks a little like I don't know, maybe D movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I'll watch it. It's just it's like popcorn horror. It's fine. Yeah. It's just that one moment in the trailer where that little girl is just like screaming at her imaginary friend, like, maybe we shouldn't be friends anymore, Chauncey. <laughs> and I'm here for that level of drama as a child. Chauncey? <laughs> That's the name of her imaginary friend is Chauncey. Chauncey. Wow. And then the stupid bear in the hallway with the stupid little sheet over it, like the perfectly sized little sheet over the stupid, come on. But I like the big bear. I mean, well, like the small bit, you could have just done the small bear and it could have, anyway, whatever. You know, watch this trailer. Maybe we shouldn't be friends anymore, Chauncey. (laughs) I feel like that's going to like enter my lexicon at any moment. (laughs) I feel like I could shit one out, Chauncey. (laughs) If I wanted an imaginary friend, I would just squat down and shit one out, Chauncey. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't play together anymore. <laughs> anyway, go see it in March. <laughs> and finally, we have something that could be a trailer or could be a short film. This could be the last time we ever hear of it. It's called Night Swim. Right. And this is in theaters coming soon. But the trailer is literally just like a scene of a girl in a pool playing Marco Polo and something pulls her under the water after two long minutes of watching this trailer. I know. You're like waiting for something to happen. You're like waiting and waiting. It's like someone really thought this was scary. It's like a horror movie director that never saw a horror movie before and just thought he was making something scary. I don't fucking know. So I went to go see Thanksgiving in the theater, which I really enjoyed. Spoilers. And this was the only horror trailer that was before it, right? So I was like waiting for something. And finally this, and I was like, Night Swim. And the first thing that popped into my head was that REM song, Night Swimming. And then I sat there and watched the whole thing. And I was just like, what? Like, I don't even know what it is. Like, if you're going to have a trailer and you want people to go see your movie or even create some sort of interest, you might want to have a little bit of something in your trailer. Yeah, it needed an actual trailer to happen. Yeah. Uh, or do it like It Chapter 2 did and have your little scene, but then like go into the clip show. You know what I mean? Right. This was neither of those things, and it's kind of a shitty trailer, but it could be good. Who knows? Yeah, it could be. It's just a bad trailer. It's Blumhouse. <laughs> so, I mean. Yeah, that's actually what I said. That's right. I was like, oh, this could have been good, but it's Blumhouse, so you know what <laughs> That sucks. Oh, how things have changed for Blumhouse. I mean, there was a time where we were like, ooh, Blumhouse. And now we're like, oh. Well, it's like A24 came out and they were like, mm, well, we can't do that anymore. So I guess we'll just do shit horror now. <laughs> like, you didn't have to do that. Maybe we shouldn't be friends anymore, Blumhouse. <laughs> I wanted a studio like that. I could squat down and shit one out. <laughs> Keep making movies, though. <laughs> well guys i think that just about wraps up this shooting the flames as always we would like to know what you think about everything that we've talked about and our past episodes you can find us on social media at the film flamers on twitter or x whatever you want to call it facebook instagram Threads. And threads. The other one. And uh, you can email us at tiredqueens at filmflamers.com or call our hotline at 972 666 
Let's go for a night swim, Chauncey. Mm, make me say specificity. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since I had a fucking tongue tie moment like that. <clears throat> um, like we mentioned earlier, we like reviews. We like five-star reviews. Head over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Leave us one. We'll read that on Shooting the Flames. And have your name read like the rest of our new patrons and our high-tier patrons. Head over to patreon.com slash thefilmflamers. Get all of our bonus episodes. Vote in our polls. Join the family. And maybe have a community to have a chat in. That's right. We're going to have to log into the Patreon app and see what that's all about. That's right. Mm -hmm. I have it. Specificity. The specificity. Reminds me of the time we couldn't say conflagration. <laughs> conflict, conflict, conflagration. Do you like to say that, Chris? <laughs> it's like one of my favorite outtakes, I think. It is a funny outtake, and I'm sure that that will be as well. Or it could just be in this episode and not be an outtake. Who knows? It's my memoir, like the specificity of conflagration <laughs> <laughs> by Christopher Nels. <laughs> <laughs> all right chris wait do we have to talk about it next month <clears throat> oh shit yeah oh. this is just the start of all of your december deep dives we like to do holiday horror and we have a couple special episodes coming out for you first up another a24 movie earlier than may 24 we are covering the green knight right so we're kind of still easing our way out of horror adjacency but much more into the adult territory that's right and i am looking forward to seeing this movie again and we're gonna bring you rare exports something i think that some people have been asking for along the way Mm -hmm. and maybe a pull that's right better watch out damn it (laughs) (laughs) gotta do better watch out at some point christmas gifts for everybody well robert chris I think it's time for us to go have some nog. Yes. <laughs> sure. The specificity of nog. Yes. The specificity of nog. <laughs> Your memoir title. <laughs> and have some. The specificity of Lincoln Lincoln and nog. <laughs> Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. <laughs> Specificity I don't know what the fuck of any of that meant. I don't know. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs>